This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. What is up, y'all? It is uh, welcome back to Hawkside Guns. It has been a hot minute since we released the last cast. We had uh, Easter, and we've had stuff going on, and just just a, a whole bunch of things. And uh, I think the last cast we did was uh, John Wick Four, which Still was an excellent movie. God, it really was just well done. I mean, I, I've seen it twice now. I don't know if you went back. I did. Did you? Yes. Did you like it as good the second time? Uh, you know, knowing what was coming a couple of times, it, it wasn't necessarily as ooh. <laughs> uh, I still have. I, I still. I still find it somewhat a shame that Donnie Yen stole the show. Really? Yeah. This is a John Wick movie. I now want Donnie Yen movie. <laughs> I don't think he stole the show. Uh, it, it's, it goes back to what we talked about the first time. If any time you put anybody next to Donnie Yen, they immediately look, immediately look slow and clumsy. He is oh, yeah. quick, and he's very good. And there oh, was yeah. an after credit scene, I found out. Really? Did I miss it? Yeah, twice, apparently. Oh, okay. Now, share. So, Homegirl, the daughter from Kyoto, yeah. does go back. And he's listening, or you know, he's listening, or there with his little girl, and it, they don't show anything, but like she finds him. Oh, does the fact that he's with her little his little girl stop her though? I don't know. I yeah, they don't the show. And he's out, so technically you can't do anything to him. Yeah, because he's no longer a valid target anymore. Just like Wick, right? Like Wick's out. Yeah. I mean, he may or may not be dead, but he's out, right? Because you saw the dog, the pit bull, like, looking at her, you know? Yes. So, to me, he's not dead. I also saw a really cool conspiracy theory that said that Winston was the the father of his wife, and that's really his his father-in-law, and that's why they are all buddy-buddy. That would be interesting. I know, right? That would be interesting. And she knew nothing about it? That would be an interesting plot twist. I mean, cool. Plus, they are um, coming out with the... I saw that. A a three-episode miniseries. Yeah. um, For for the hotel. So, man, the Continental... it, I just want to know who they're coming. Oh well, actually, that. But it. It. I was about to say. I wonder who they're going to come up with for the concierge. But that being said, it's goes back into the past, though. It's in the seventies, I think. That'll, that, that's going to be good. That's going to be really good. I can't wait. I really. This is going to be so good. As long as they've got a sommelier, I'm good. Oh, what I would pay for some sommelier scenes. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I just. I just want more sommelier. I, just want to see that, I want to see that guy wandering around the SHOT Show or NRA or something yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like, how cool would it be just to, just to, like, have a gun sold to you or described to you or, or a commercial with the sommelier? Like, I I don't know. That's that's my – me and Buona love him. Like, like we watched two just for him. Oh, of course. Uh, it's, it's the best. 
You know, you, you, you see two on. You you sit down and wait just for that scene. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's sort of like when you you come across Shooter, the movie Shooter with uh, yeah. Wahlberg. You know, like I don't care what you're doing. If it's before the Mississippi scene, you know, the patron state of shooting stuff, <laughs> Tennessee. Tennessee, I'm sorry, the patron state of shooting stuff, you are uh-huh. going to sit down and watch. Still got the shovel. Still got the shovel. I mean, I, that is, it's a, it's an imperative. You have to. So <laughs> it's, it's just one of those things. It's like, no, 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 I thought we weren't going to watch this. No, 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 no. We're not going to watch all of it. Just to the scene. Oh, and you, you got the guy who's been gunsmithing and working on little parts of guns for so long, he's messed up his eyes. And he just knows everything. Put it there 20 years ago, probably hasn't moved since. Guy by a guy named Schofield. He knows what page it's on. He knows like what happened, how they did it, what they did. There you go. <laughs> That's what they did to you. There was a guy. I know he's dead. Well, it's because he killed him. <laughs> that's, that's why. You know, <laughs> Buried in desert out past Aralingua. <laughs> when a man who like that says a sentence like that, you know it's because he killed him. No, it's just a great movie. I was very happy with Wick 4. Oh, I got an update for, uh, as we talked the cast right before that, got a Henry Homesteader, as you know. Yes. And I got the Glock conversion kit for it, yes. as you know. I could not run a round through that Glock conversion kit to save my no? life. No. Every round I put through it, the spent shell would stick to the bolt and would not remove from the gun. And only with that adapter on. Only with that, because I could put the Henry adapter back on, ran like, like grease lightning. Just no problem whatsoever, anything I put in it. The minute you put and I swapped them back and forth twice. And every time I put the Glock mag adapter back on it, any chance they sent you the wrong one? Oh, and you've got the wrong, and you've got the wrong magazine crammed into it. I, I got the right package. Maybe it is the wrong magazine, or you know, wrong adapter. I don't know. That's a fantastic question. I have a call into Henry at this point, uh, and they're supposed to be responding Monday or Tuesday to uh, as this is recorded uh, to let me know like what what they're going to do about it. I can't imagine they're not going to take care of the situation, but I was very no, surprised. Henry, they're going to send you another one. I'm sure. I, I'm, I'm hoping. I mean, the package was marked Glock conversion, you know, or, or Glock mag adapter. So, I I mean, maybe they stuck a Sig mag adapter in it. Fits, but it doesn't work right. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, but we're going to find out. It's an update from Henry. I mean, the, the you put the Henry mags back in it, and it just runs fine. Choose up any oh, sure it does. any any ammunition you ever want for it, but it is the mag adapter, so I don't know what the deal and, is. With and that. you saw that Henry is starting starting to make a uh, big boy revolver. Oh man, you had sent me some stuff earlier in the week. Henry is starting to do a bunch of things. Well, not only that, apparently, see, I didn't know what it was with the three fifty um, buck horn, buck something. Shit, now I can't remember. Buck hammer. Buckhammer uh, round. I had no clue what that even was. Apparently, it's a modified thirty thirty. I think Henry's going after Marlin hard, right? Because Marlin just came out with the forty five seventy, and they've got some stuff going on, and everybody's like, "Oh, Marlin's coming back!" And Henry's like, "No, they're not." <laughs> well, who's making Marlin again? Ruger? Is that who's who's yeah. got it? Okay. But if you look at the Buckhammer, it looks like a three thirty six. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
I mean, I mean almost it, exactly. It, I mean, it's it's basically geared specifically towards the uh, deer hunter. Almost exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it took me a few moments to figure out what that round was. <laughs> I'd never heard of it before. Really? No. Then again, um, I'm not exactly a deer hunter. So. I, I'm not either. However, I hang around a lot of people who are. And so, I mean, that's the only reason I've heard of it or the, the it. only the only deer hunters I know personally either do a uh, shotgun slug, uh, depending because that's only what may be legal in that area or um, a 30 out six. Well, those are effective deer rounds. I mean, Ooh, no, uh, yeah. no question about it. It's it's not unheard of down here. It is. It isn't the, the king of anything. I mean, it's uh, 30, 30 and, uh, you know, 308. You know, uh, stuff like that are, are are a lot more six five Creedmoor. I mean, there's there's a a lot of rounds here that are big. Well, uh, my and education and information in the process of learning about it said that it's basically what it is: is slightly higher velocity, flatter flying thirty thirty. Which, uh, but I would guess if you've already got your scope sighted in for what your thirty thirty will do, what's the big deal? Yeah, kinda. Although, if you wanted something with a little more length, like you were going down south out of brush country into into flatlands, you might need to take a 250, 350-yard shot. It, it happens. I have never shot in anger at anything that far, ever. I can't imagine why anything that far away I would want to shoot. Yeah, I mean, it's like... I'm not I, I saying mean, there isn't reason to do it. I'm saying I can't figure a reason why I would want to do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I've i hit a gong the size of a trash can lid at a 225 yards with the 6.5 Creedmoor when I was sighting in the scope. But <laughs> that's as much as I have. For sure, nothing that was alive or moving or that I was I was trying to, to hunt with or anything like that. But the other thing, and you mentioned it, is Henry is also coming out with a series of revolvers. Which look just like classic Smith & Wesson revolvers. Oh, man, you can tell they're going hard after people. <laughs> it does look like a... It- Patrol special or a Highway Patrol 357 special, and it's pretty. Like I would looking at this, I would rather have this than the Smith. Oh yeah, I mean it's super classy looking. It's got the brass, it's got the walnut, it's got the Henry logo. It's, and you can either do the standard gunfighter's handle, or you can go for the bird's head grip. I, I mean, what do you what do you want? You know, like like. I would, I would really rather have this than an old Smith because you know they're going to cost the same. You know, it's oh, like yeah. the, the MSRP is nine hundred twenty-eight dollars, which means you're probably going to find it for about eight fifty or eight seventy-five. Getting a Smith three fifty-seven is a nine hundred dollar enterprise right now. Yeah, uh, for for one that's in in very good condition. It's about a $900 enterprise right now with the, the three or four inch barrel or whatever this is. Um, a four inch barrel is what uh, I'm seeing here. And this is a 357 38 special, 357 mag 38 special. So it's, it'll, you could load 30, which is what I would do with it. I would load 38 in it. Um, well, I, I would, you know, go to the range with 38 in it, but I would load 357 in it. Well, yeah, that's what I'm, you know, like, I would train with 38. Because uh, it's cheaper. <laughs> uh, the only yeah. thing I don't like about this gun, and it's and it's because it's a classic style, 
right? The only thing I don't like about it is it has a notched rear sight. Um, yeah, and that's actually kind of been one of the things I don't like about a lot of revolvers. Yeah. I I prefer like my brother has a uh, three fifty seven Taurus with a six inch tube on it, and yeah. it's got fiber optic sight front and back, and it looks great. You know, it, it's amazing. I can see the 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 fiber optics. It it looks great. It, it functions well. I much prefer a fiber optic sight on a pistol than something a little bit more classic like this that are a little harder for me to deal with because I'm not a great pistol shooter um as far as my versatility and all that kind of stuff i have found several pistols that i shoot well and we'll go over that in a second but but i like the old school like this right this 357 has a bladed front sight and a notch rear sight and but but as you said they're going for that classic old police special smith and wesson look yeah no it is it's uh, you can tell clearly what they're going after it looks like a k-frame it really does. And uh, is it K-frame? Yeah, I think it's K-frame. Um, and, and it's just, it's it's beautifully blued. It's not blacked. It's not stainless. It's beautifully blued. And it has a classic walnut handle and classic brass trigger guard and back strap. I mean, it's, it's Henry doing what Henry does. I, it, it's interesting to me that they started with a revolver. That's, that's kind of cool. Um, well, you, you, you're not going to see Henry do a, you know, polymer um, semi-auto. No, but I figured since they came out with a, uh, a PCC, a uh, pistol caliber carbine, 9mm automatic, why wouldn't you do a 9mm automatic pistol? A metal framed 9mm automatic pistol, like a, a 1911 clone or, or something thereof. You might see one of those at some point. I don't. I don't think it's a surprise. I think. I think the what surprised me was the fact that they went more for the classic Smith and Wesson police special look than the old Colt forty five uh, cowboy look. Very much so. Yeah. When I when I saw uh, Henry revolver, that's what I was thinking it was going to look like. I can't argue with that. No. <laughs> because the other thing is is uh Cimarron, is that the name of the the, the mm-hmm. company? Um who does a lot of classic cowboy stuff. Yeah. Um they actually just did a uh a something that looks like a I think it's the Colt Navy special but it's in 9mm now too. Really? Yeah. Not bad. Uh Cimarron Western highest standards. Um Let's see. They got their Vaquero uh, equivalent. They got their Doc Holiday Thunderer, which is great. They've got their Dragoon, um, their Walker Civilian. Man, they, they've got a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I saw it pop up on Twitter that they just you know released a old cowboy nine millimeter version though. Wow. Products, handguns, Hollywood guns. Uh, they got they got a bunch. Percussion, conversion, single action. Was it single? Oh, wow. They've got a 1911 automatic 45 ACP with a nickel barrel. Man, they got a bunch. 45, 45, 38, 38. Um, I don't see it. That doesn't mean it's not here. It just means I don't see it. Uh, maybe it's in their single actions. 45, 38, 38, 38. Uh, 357, 22 long rifle. Hmm. 
They may not have it out yet. They may be releasing it soon. I don't know. I'm searching for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I'm, I may be insane, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw it. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's just a lot of, of movement in, cause we haven't had much in the last couple of years, cause there were, you know, cause of the pandemic and all that kind of crap, and everybody was just kind of making what they can and not really innovating or not really going after anybody. They're just trying to survive. And well, I think you, it's, you are starting to see some people come up with, um, alternatives to what they were manufacturing now to, you that you've got the, uh, arm brace being considered a short barreled, uh, rifle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like uh, CZ just redid the Scorpion line. <laughs> you know, and you're going to get some of this, this, you know, political machinations and and a lot of those types of of uh, movement. But uh, I think some of the things that we're seeing here are just flat cool. Oh, oh, but you want to talk about flat cool? Look up the Bond Arms Cyclops. Okay, that is not cool. <laughs> that is not cool. I've seen that thing, and it is ridiculous. <laughs> hey, at least they were smart enough to give it a decent amount more weight if they wanted to do a forty-five seventy shell out of it. Oh my God. So for those of you not familiar with Bond Arms, Bond Arms does, for, mo- for the most part, they have one gun that's not this, but for the most part, Bond Arms does Derringers. So a two-shot, heavy-duty, metal-framed, large Derringers. I had one at one time. I had a Snake Slayer in uh, 410-45 Long Colt. And it was a monster, right? Like, I couldn't hit anything with it. It was, it was, the recoil on it would just smack you. You would hurt yourself if you fired more than a couple of rounds with it. And so, and I don't know why they did this, like just to do it. It's sort of like when, when Dodge was shoving Hemis and everything, right? Like, you know, just <laughs> like, let's put a Hemi in a minivan. We haven't done that yet. You know, like <laughs> something, right? So Pondars decided to go and put now it's only one barrel I think I think you can only yes. do yeah that's, I think that's it's, why they call it the Cyclops right it it is only one barrel and they got a little Cyclops engraving on the front of the this thing but basically if you haven't seen a Bond Arms uh, Derringer before the actual uh, barrel the actual two barrels are solid steel and heavy and thick so what they did to make this so they wouldn't just completely rip your uh your um wrist out is they basically took that same level of steel and just bore one barrel into it just to give it that much extra weight for a 45 70 bullet okay not a 30 30 not a 357 not a 44 mag not even a 50 caliber of 45 70 do you know how big that bullet is do you know how much powder is in that uh huh. I saw a guy fire it, and his entire arm was pointing over his head. And he was a big dude, right? And they're like, "Hey, you want to shoot it again?" And he's like, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> you know, like he's gonna Once go back to enough. his truck. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's gonna go back to his truck and cry. I mean, it's uh, a lot. Uh, and and I found what I was talking about with the cowboy nine millimeter. And the problem, the reason why you couldn't find it is because got the brand wrong. It's Taylor and Company. Oh, okay. I was like, I'm looking on Simran's site. I don't see it. <laughs> well, I just sent it to you on your phone. Okay, okay. Um, and it is neat. It's it's pretty looking. Really? Uh, I'm a sucker for a, a cowboy gun, as you know. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> Ever since I got into the Henry rifles, though, I got a little bit more into the whole cowboy thing. They are really cool. They're really cool. I've always wanted to kind of do that cowboy gun competition stuff, you know, where they do shotgun, rifle, and pistol, and, yep. and it's all, all it's all in close, but it's kind of timed and stuff like that. It's like the the Western version, the non-tactical version of three gun. Yes. And it's and it's a lot more low key, and and people aren't as crazy. You don't have a lot of people like knife handing and and stuff like that when they point at stuff. It's it's a lot more fun, and you get to pick a name and dress up and everything. That's way more my speed than a three gun competition. It's it's just not. I'm not there. Um, no disrespect to Lena Mishlik, uh, who who or you well, she know, can teach me three gun any day she wants. She can teach me anything she wants any at any time. <laughs> <laughs> and it, you know, and you're not going to disagree with her because she's Lena Mishlik. She, she's not only faster than you; she's a better shot. So, uh, uh, oh, I'm looking at it. these aren't bad looking. I like these. No, it's actually kind of cool looking. The TC9s, yeah, yeah. It's it's a nine millimeter, uh, effectively very clean looking uh, Western gun with with beautiful. Um, they got a case hardened version and a, just a blued version with a walnut grip. That's that's not bad. You could do a lot of stuff with those. But it, it's a it's a pretty gun for six hundred nineteen dollars. Damn well, better be. Well, actually, for a handgun, that's kind of average these days. God, you're not kidding. You know, for for stuff you well. Speaking of handgun, uh, I haven't talked about this on the cast yet, but uh, a couple of weeks ago and i say that it's probably over a month ago now uh i time flies when you get older uh, time does fly uh, and right before i got the henry homesteader um jake and i were talking about 22s uh this is uh, mid-march and i went hmm that's not a bad idea you would be able to shoot because because jake normally has these great ideas and everything and i just run out and do them as well so uh, he was talking about, I would like to have a 22 trainer so that I could go to the range and shoot 22 and keep my skills sharp, but still be shooting in a style and manner that I need to to, to train for what I want to do. And I, and I got mine. Yeah, I, well, you said you ordered it. I, I didn't yeah. know that it came in. It came in. I have not, unfortunately, had a chance to go to the range with it. Life has been a tad bit insane. But, um, yeah, I got it. It's in the safe. <laughs> uh, Jake bought, of course, the TX-22. Compact. Compact, I am sorry. Yes, the, the Taurus <laughs> TX-22 Compact. Got to be specific. Which is very comparable to other firearms that he uses and shoots on a regular basis. Yeah, it, it fits in my hand almost exactly the way my P365 does. Now, uh, once you've taken it out of the box and gotten it and all that kind of stuff, racked the slide and everything, what do you think of it? I know that you haven't shot it yet, but but what do you think? It, like it, first it, impressions. It fits in my hand exactly like my P365 does. And that's I mean, it. That, that, that's that's the basic. That, I mean, it's a very solidly put together 22. Um, you know, I I felt some of the polymer 22s out there that have made me kind of go. Uh, this one's pretty solidly put together. Um, I'll answer whether or not I like it once I shoot it. <laughs> I was reading in, I cannot remember what magazine it was, uh, but about uh, 22, 
uh, 22 pistols, and it came up as the best value and most recommended for 2023, uh, the I, TX22 series, not just the compact, but both. Yes. Um, the the standard TX22 was bigger than what I would have wanted, um, which is why I never really looked at it that seriously. But when the compact came out, it was kind of like, that might be exactly what I'm looking for, because it, it actually fits an intermediate size. Most of them are, are either large, like the TX22, um, goofy looking like the Rugers or like tiny little pocket guns. And none of those really fit what I wanted. Honestly, it, it's, it's a brilliant way to train. I mean, cause Smith did it with the M and P cause my, my sister now, my dad got one, uh, but he sold it to my sister cause she wanted to learn how to do a, uh, normal nine millimeter defense gun, but she didn't want to pay nine millimeter prices to do it. So she, he, he sold her Smith's little 22 long ver, uh, 22 long rifle version of the M and P and she got an M and P shield easy basically feels, looks and racks just like that little 22. And I hate it. Uh, I'm not a fan either. <laughs> she loves it. Shannon likes it. She's like, oh, this is quite easy to rack, you know. Like, I, I, I get it, and I know that gun wasn't designed for me. I don't particularly like. She loves it, uh, but the TX22, both the big and small versions of it, uh, seem to be coming up aces in everybody's reports. Like, everybody comes in and and just uh, just comes in and says, this is a fine little pistol, and it seems to not have any problem with load and eject. It's got a big port on the top, which everybody says just sh- just shucks shells right at the top of the thing. That, that was the other thing is you get a lot of the um, uh, twenty-two long rifle pistols that will only eat certain ammunition. That's yeah. So that was the other thing is this one's reported it, it'll eat just about anything. Which I I I, I hesitate. To, to say that some guns are more prone to that than others, but they are. And what kind of drew my attention to it, because I was thinking about getting one, uh, I, I was like, man, that looks cool. I found one at my local store. I was like, mm, I could get this, you know, because it was only about 300 bucks. They're not expensive, which is another thing I, I love Taurus for, because it's like, man, this is a great idea. But I, I I went over to the used gun cabinet and I fell in love. So um what I wound up doing <laughs> is uh, going to the gun cabinet. Now I I have, remember you having one of the you got a picture you sent me that you have two? Yeah, oh yeah, no, there's a story. So <laughs> there's this is a story. So uh, the upper one is mine, um, or the one I'm about to tell you about. Uh, so I was in the market for a 22 as well. I was like, man, that's a hell of an idea. I want to plink with a 22. I want to go out to the ranch and shoot some stuff. I want to, I want to do all that. I went over to the gun cabinet or the used gun cabinet to see what else was available. And what else was available happened to be, and it was marked on sale, a 2022. Browning Buckmark Hunter. It is <laughs> the last time that, like, you can still order a Buckmark Hunter, but they don't, they're not producing it really anymore. Uh, it didn't sell well compared to the other Buckmarks. So this thing's all blacked out. It has a rosewood handle. It's absolutely beautiful. The gold trigger, it's got a, a half Picatinny on top. 
it's a so, but it it fills out the the bling factor that you need as well yes it does it's absolutely gorgeous at least to me the other thing and i don't think you get a real sense of this it's a huge freaking gun it has a <laughs> seven and a quarter inch barrel <laughs> Not the so, small so, tactical twenty two that Jake has. So, so you you get a, a lot of recoil out of this, right? Oh my god, it's like shooting a BB. <laughs> <laughs> there is no recoil. The gun doesn't recoil; it shudders a little bit. Like you can feel the 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 bolt come back, and that's it. Like it doesn't move anywhere. So I can at twenty five yards hold a pattern the size of a half dollar. <laughs> It's just, it's just it doesn't go anywhere. You just like ping 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 ping. I see why people love them. Right, especially the long, heavy barrels, and I do have a heavy barrel on it. So that week, I, I I was so into it, and I brought it out to the ranch, and I was so happy with it. I got a great deal on it because it was nobody was buying it. It had been there, basically, it was new. Somebody bought it. I got the whole story on it because it stayed in the store. Um, somebody bought it, brought it back a week later, hated it because um, it was too heavy, and it sat there. They bought it in January. They brought it back in January, and it sat there until March of this year. I've walked past it a hundred times. It was marked down to two hundred seventy-five dollars. Damn. And I'm like, okay, what's wrong with it? They're like, absolutely nothing's wrong with it. We don't think fifty rounds have been fired through this. Like, look at it. And he pulled it open and showed me the bolt and showed me the the breech face of the barrel. And I'm like, it didn't have any marks on it. Like, not even, no powder burn, no residue, nothing. I'm like, oh, crap. I'm like, can I get a guarantee that if this thing's crap and it doesn't work, I can bring it back? And they're like, absolutely. We don't normally do that in used guns, but we don't think, like, our floor manager is the one who bought this. We will certify that there's nothing wrong with this gun. Okay. So, the other thing I had in my back pocket was a gift card (laughs) for $100. So I wound up paying 175 bucks for this thing. I absolutely love it. It is it is a great 22 plinking pistol. But as normally what happens, and I'm sure you can attest to this, I bring it out to the ranch and I shoot with my favorite shooting partner, which is my father. Uh, so Buana starts shooting it, and it's it's you can tell it's just eating him. It's just eating him. <laughs> that I have this thing, and he doesn't have as. So, so did you? Does that mean you got the uh, H and K back? No, that means he went out to Shields that same week without telling me, and bought the other used Buckmark that was sitting in the case. Now he paid significantly more for this thing because it had only been there for like a, a, I don't know, three or four days. Now I saw it sitting there. Now his is more the classic Buckmark style. It's got the finger groove, or the, the modern Buckmark style. It's got the finger grooves. It's black. If you guys want to see what these things look like, I, I can't imagine the three of you listening would do that. But <laughs> look at the cast pick for this podcast, Cast 107, and you'll see both guns side by side. His has, I don't know how to explain it, but it's it's like the, the Desert Eagle barrel style. It's, it's like a bull barrel, but it's been kind of cut, angle cut at the top. So it's kind of trapezoidal in its shape. And it's got a full Picatinny rail from from back to front. Well, yours is more of the classic uh, plinking twenty two. I want it to look pretty. Yes, gun, and his is the tactical version of that. Very much so. He's also got a five and a half inch barrel, and I got a seven and a quarter inch barrel. Joke that you know, like, yeah, I'm two inches bigger than you. 
Oh, God. <laughs> Two inches longer than you. Both of us love him to death. We love him to death. Now, what you're doing is different. You're doing tactical training, and I totally get it. You know, how do you draw? How do I stay on target? How does this gun feel? I need to, I need to practice racking. I need to practice tactical combat drills. It's really what you're talking about doing with yours because you want something cheaper to do than 9mm. Totally, <laughs> yeah. totally get it. This is just plinking fun. Uh, we've got a, a caltrip that we, we got off eBay that's steel that we bounce around. We shoot milk jugs. We shoot uh, cans on bamboo sticks. We shoot paint cans that are swinging from a tree. Like, like it's... Yeah, yeah I've, I've got a Ruger 1022 for that. Yeah, like, like that's what we're doing with these. It's not tactical training at all. It's like, let's see if we can hit this. You know, how many holes can you put in this circle? You know, like, and, that's and what it's you, for. And if you use subsonic ammo with the uh, the 1022, you you don't even need ear protection. Yeah, it's really not bad, you know. And we just have a lot of fun with them. It's not a a uh, difficult thing to to have fun with, you know. Just plinking around with a 22 is super freaking fun. However, one of the other things that, and I'm going to send you a picture of these things. I think <laughs> I sent you a picture of these before. One of the other things that while we were out there, a friend of ours brought his 22 that he just got as well. And oh, yeah. This is an HK 22 AR style, not not 223, 22 long rifle style. How, how did it AR. run? You know what? He ran probably about 800 rounds out through it all day. It had two dud rounds and one misfeed. Yeah, um, I've got more experience with the Smith & Wesson version of these, and apparently those things will jam, or like jam-o-matics. This didn't jam. It didn't jam at all. It was it was fine. It had two dud rounds. That's not the gun's fault. We took them out of the gun. It had a, a firm strike on the, you know, the pin. You could see the pin struck it. We put them in the other guns, you know, like we put them in the buck marks and spun it so that it wasn't going to strike the same place and tried to fire it, you know, like you do so you won't waste ammo. And we tried to fire that thing like six times. It just wouldn't fire. So it was a dud. Uh, both of the ones that, that did that were duds. It's not yeah. That wasn't the gun's fault. The, the, the funny thing is is that my my other experience with the Smith & Wesson version of these, because we had a lot of them coming through the store during the, the pandemic, uh, was that there was a bunch of dumbasses buying them for self-defense. Oh, wow. That's not a good idea. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's people who will tell you that. And I, Okay. <laughs> Now, a lot of times Jake and I differ on self-defense questions and self-defense firearms. That's perfectly fine. We are adults. We can disagree on things, and both of our reasons are valid. However, I really think, and I think Jake is, is with me on this, that because of the unreliable nature of 22 ammunition and some 22 firearms, I don't want to bet my life on that. No. Not even remotely close. Not only that, but once again... I don't want to bet my life on the idea that that 22, that little bitty 22 slug that's not flying very fast is going to stop somebody. I think your analogy was right. Like your your scenario was right, and you you said I've heard you say this before, and I've and I've stolen it several times. It depends on if you want to stop somebody or kill somebody. Well, yeah, I I, I was speaking to someone who was ex-military about this, and and that's kind of where I came up with this, where they were talking about the fact that if you're one to assassinate somebody, a 22 is awesome because it's you're not going to be able to hear where it came from, 
Uh, and as long as your shot, shot placement is, is anywhere remotely close to decent, you the person is not going to die right then and there, but they're not going to be very easily put back together. So a 22 is great if you're an assassin. But if you're trying to defend yourself, uh, no, you, you can shoot somebody with a 22 a couple of times and they're still going to keep coming after you. They may right. die later. Yeah, they may die of their wounds, but not before they get their hands on you. So it's it's a problem, and uh, or do something else to you, or shoot you with the gun that they have, or or whatever it is. I would much rather end that scenario a lot faster than with it. Now, there's guys out there that'll tell you, well, you know, you shoot them in the head, shoot them in the eye, shoot them in this and that or whatever. I'm like, yeah, but that's not how I train to shoot. I train to shoot center mass. You know, as good as a 22 bullet can be, it can deflect off a rib. It can not penetrate far enough. It can it can penetrate fine. But it may not cause enough damage, depending on how far away you are, the grain of the bullet, the size of the barrel, the, the you know whatever conditions you're at. I mean, uh, there's all kinds of stuff. It may not do the job first, second time, or, or in time enough to stop somebody. It may, or it may not. I don't want to bet anything, my life or my family's lives, on this may do the job. Or, uh, man, I, mean, I hope this bullet works. You can run into the same problem with a 5.56 five, round and the fact that not the fact that it's not going to do enough damage to, once again, have killed somebody. But rather than importing all of that energy directly in, it's going to go straight through. Yeah. If, if, you, if you read Black Hawk Down, that was one of the main complaints that people were having is, is that people, they were shooting people who were still running. They knew they killed the person, but the person's still running. Right, and they may have a bomb strapped to their chest, and they're going to get 20 feet further, which may be of interest to you. So It's one of the reasons why it's highly recommended that you use hollow point ammunition for personal defense versus uh, uh, um, I'm drawing a blank here. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Full metal jack. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> I, now, there's nothing wrong with round nose. <laughs> it will stop somebody, but not, maybe not, maybe not right away. Now, personally, you know how I feel about home defense. My answer is going to be a shotgun with buckshot in it. That's going to take care of most scenarios. Uh, for like people using the TX-22 for not a trainer, for using it for personal defense situation, let's say the gun runs fine. I mean, and I'm sure it does. I've, I've heard numerous reports about how, how reliable this thing feeds. I don't trust the ammunition. If it's a couple of years old, which a lot of ammunition is, 22 ammo starts to degrade pretty bad, and you get some duds in there. And by the way, if you get a dud in the chamber, you know, under stressed conditions, you're going to have to get that thing out of there. And that may cost you seconds. It may cost you all kinds of stuff. You may, your brain may stop, stop working because you, you don't understand why it went click instead of bang. All kinds of things can happen in those kind of stress situations, and I hope I never find out. But oh no 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 bad bad day. Yeah, <laughs> it's not good. Uh, so I, uh, I I I hesitate for twenty twos for self defense, like the the AR twenty two. I I love it. I had fun with it. Right. I I ran two hundred rounds through it just just because it was fun and it was the most reliable AR I've ever had my hands on. It just didn't jam. I, even just going back to the the ten twenty two that I have, it's it's fun to mag dump. Yep, absolutely, and it's a reliable firearm, oh, very yeah. reliable. I would argue that the Ruger ten twenty two, in all its various modes and fashions and, and makes and models, 
is probably, in my personal opinion, the most reliable twenty two rifle ever built. Now, I will I argue, argue that with that. anybody. I can't argue that, though. I mean, I, I will, I would debate anybody with it, but that's the position I'm going to hold until I've seen some significant evidence that that is not the case. But the other a- aspect of it is you're still working with rimfire ammunition. And rim sh- rimfire ammunition is is a little different than centerfire. And it's it degrades quicker. Like, I've got shotgun shells that are older than me, and they fire great. Work just fine. Uh, we tried to use, and I say the word tried, uh, we did the best we could. We had a box of 22, <laughs> if you remember these, Thunderbolt uh, oh, yeah. shells uh, for uh, the 22s. And these things were probably 25 years old. I mean, I was still living at home with my parents when we bought these things. I mean, they, they had to have been over 20 years old. I would say probably a third of them didn't fire, which didn't work. Like, no matter how many times the pin came down on the on the rim, it just didn't do anything. Hell, when we were um, uh, building the my dad's basement into a, an apartment-type area uh, before they sold the house, uh, we used to use a nail gun that used a 22 shell to put nails into oh, the yeah. concrete. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And but but going back to what you were saying is is you get an old box of them and you know half of them wouldn't work. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean they just they just degrade and you know like we we had copper washed shells um, or the twenty two the actual projectile was co- quote unquote copper washed on some other another box we had and I can't remember whose it was. Um, but anyway they they well not the thunderbolts because those were just straight up lead. Our lead by the way had oxidized so bad they looked orange. <laughs> I mean, we had trouble getting them into the chamber because they were so rusty and puffed out. But we had ones that were were copper washed and they were green. They had they had green projectiles because the copper had just oxidized so bad that it was it was they were just green. Have you seen these uh, uh, belt fed twenty twos? No. What? <laughs> I'll send you a video next time I come across it. But they're, they're, you've got uh, some uh, 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 22 machine guns that are belt-fed. It's it's absolutely hilarious to watch. First of all, the belt is tiny as all hell. <laughs> but but no. watching somebody just unload a, a 22 at a metal gong like that is, is absolutely hilarious. Oh, my God. I'm looking at this. I thought you were going to say it's like a 223. No, it's a 22 long rifle belt-fed AR. Essentially, I, yeah, I, I have no words. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's one of those ones you look at and go, why? Why? <laughs> why? Like, why would you do this? I mean, I guess for the same reason that we're buying twenty-two, you know, pistols or whatever for this, because you want a machine gun and you can't afford to shoot one. But uh, well, you've heard me say it before, and I'll say it again. Every every time you look online, you see somebody running like one of those Gatling guns. Uh, mini guns or something like that. Every oh, yeah. time they pull the trigger, my first thought was, "And you just spent how much?" Oh my god, <laughs> we have a we have a place out in Dallas. Uh, I think it's. Hold on, I don't want to give them. Uh, um, I don't want to give them a a thing here, but you can shoot. It's an indoor shooting range, and you can sign up to shoot a machine gun. Why would anybody do that? Like, shoot a machine gun. It's like, okay, well, how long does this last? Seconds? And, yeah, oh, yeah, it's not. Like, it's nothing, dude. So 
for seventy dollars or four interest-free <laughs> payments of seventeen fifty. Okay, uh, you get uh, you, you pick your package with one, three, or five machine guns, and select your additional magazines. Right, so you can pay for some more magazines, and you will get a couple short round bursts <laughs> with an actual machine gun. Like this thing lasts. With the instruction, minutes. Like, and the shooting part of it, like you're saying, is like a couple of seconds. It's like, brrrr. That's, that's a, you know, and you're done. Um, you know, the range that my brother and I go to, the outdoor range, every once in a while when you're there, you've got a guy who sets up something that looks like, uh, you know, a World War Two machine gun. And sure. I think it takes 308 because, you know, I know these days the machine guns like the belt feds generally take 50 cal. But I think this is like a 308 or something like that. It doesn't look like it's fun to shoot. <laughs> I'm being serious. It does. I mean, it, it makes a lot of noise. But but at the same time, it's it, you know, it, it doesn't look fun. It looks like it's more of a chore to shoot than anything else. There's a there is there is some of that to it because I've seen guns like. Like everybody who who I talk to who like has a, a okay here's an example my my grandfather he was in World War Two he's he has shot several machine guns in his life one of the ones and I think he said he was trained on it in Europe at the time was a Vickers machine gun and he said it was the worst experience with a firearm he'd ever had in his life I'm like why he goes well part of the training. Was you shoot it, and shooting it is a is a thing in and of itself, right? But in order to to break this thing down and move it, it's not like a, a, a something the Americans would use. What you have to do is grab it with a welding glove or by your sleeve because the it's it's like I think he said it was like liquid cooled or something, water cooled. And you have to grab it by this big barrel or this big can on the front of it, which was burning, scalding hot, and then pick this thing up and move it and put it down and all that kind of thing. He goes, it was the most miserable experience you ever have in your life. And if you have a jam, get ready for some pain. I, there's some of them <laughs> that I don't think would be, like you, to your point, would be very much fun to shoot. Like, it's it's not like, here's an AK. Okay, that that seems like it'd be kind of fun. You know, depending on how big it is, like an M60? That seems like a lot of gun. Oh, yeah. Now, I've never shot one. I'll be perfectly honest. have no idea. My father has, though, because he was in Vietnam. And I'm like, what did you think of it? And he's like, okay. <laughs> it wasn't an unreliable gun. Because, in fact, it was very reliable. And when it did misfeed, which did happen from time to time, if somebody wasn't feeding the belt correctly or whatever, you just pop the top of it open, rip it out, Put the feed back in and close the top and get back going. It wasn't a big deal. But shooting it will rattle your teeth out. <laughs> I'm like, I could see that. <laughs> I'm sure that's your concern, though, when you've got the Viet Cong coming down the mountain at you. Well, I did ask. I'm like, so did it, it goes, hey, look, if you had to use one in, in anger, you don't feel it. You don't hear it. You don't see the smoke. You don't feel the pain. You don't feel anything. You're just trying to make things stop coming towards you. Because that's all you're trying to do. Make things stop coming this way. It's very good for that. At least according to him. And I have to believe him. He was there. So it's very good for that. But other than that, 
it's kind of a beat. Like, you wouldn't want to shoot one just to have fun. Like, it's not a fun, it's not a particularly fun gun. It's just, you know, he, he said a Mini-14 was fun. He loved that one. Well, I, it's the other thing is why, why I always look at the people who've got the, the 50 BMG. So it's kind of like, okay, I get the idea of shooting a mile out. But, you know, that gun does not look like it's fun to actually shoot them. <laughs> I think the results are more fun than the actual firing of it. You know, like my uh, my little Browning or or my uh, my Homesteader or something like that. That's a fun gun to shoot, right? It's just, you're just plinking at stuff and like, hey, let's see if I can hit that, or you know, let's see how far it'll go, or you know, whatever it is. And it's a fun gun to shoot. You're like, yay! I don't think <laughs> an, 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 a, you know, like a Barrett is is not that that doesn't seem fun. Like I've seen it smack guy i mean you and you have to pretty much shoot it laying down because you're not gonna hold it well i mean we have seen the big guys who try to like shoulder the sucker i get it and i've seen people do it <laughs> I, and look call me a wuss all right i have no problem with that <laughs> i am not built for that weapon i'm just saying <laughs> i cannot get there from here i i don't know man i, I think I, you got I, a point i there. think i could do it I don't think I'd want to do it, but I think I could. Well, you have the shoulders and the chest for it. I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'll just tell you right now, I don't. All right, I, like a 308 tops me out, man. Like I, it's like, ooh, wow, that's a lot of. Mm. You know, like we have a um, a 300 Win Mag at the ranch uh, that we that we have um, just just for safety reasons and. Um, like if uh, there's a sick horse or something like that, then you want it to be over very quickly. You don't want the horse to suffer or anything like that. So there's a 300 Win Mag. So uh, they have me sighted in because nobody wants to shoot it. <laughs> and it took me 20 rounds. I had a bruise the size of a softball on my freaking shoulder because it just it just it just hurts. <laughs> like it just it hits. And that's a 300 Win Mag. That's not a. That's not even close to a 50 BMG. I, I I have to remind myself to hold whether it's a shotgun or a rifle properly, just because I do have my T-Rex arms. So it's it's <laughs> it's the, where it naturally fits into me is actually into my inner arm versus into my shoulder and on my cheek where it's supposed to be. So uh, yeah, it's going to be a problem with the shotgun. <laughs> uh, it, it, no, no, it is. It was the first time I went out before somebody looked at me and went, "Oh, you're doing this wrong." Yeah, it's um, not right. <laughs> Rather impressive bruise that lasted for several weeks on my inner arm. Yep, um, that's what that does. Mm-hmm. First time I shot the forty-four Henry, not actually taking the time to do it right. Um, it was kind of like, wow, that that actually kicks. <laughs> that hurts like a lot, huh? That's weird. <laughs> but uh, it, yeah, so that, that's my problem. I have to actually like kind of remind myself. No, no, doesn't go there. Shotguns are my favorite. Uh, everybody knows that if you've listened to this cast at all, you will know that a shotgun is is my favorite weapon. Um, I I love them. I connect with them very very well. I have many. I will probably have more. I the the ones that give me trouble where they're like you're holding that wrong is pistols. Because with a long gun, even a rifle, you have four points of contact with the gun if you're doing it correctly. And once you get it into your pocket, it's very difficult to hold it wrong if that makes any sense it's it's like okay i got my cheek i got my shoulder i got my hand on the you know the handle i got one on the foregrip i'm aligned with the weapon system i 
am in control of the recoil. I am in control of the muzzle. I am controlling the firearm. We're good. All I got to do is place my shot. With pistols, not the same. Where you put your fingers, how many hands you use, how big is the grip? Is it a revolver versus a 9mm? There's there's all these differences that make a difference on how you hold and how you do trigger. Is it double action versus single action? Well, that's one of the reasons why most of us, when we have a carry gun, we may have other guns that we shoot and play with, but when we have a carry gun, that's it. Because you don't have the opportunity, if you're going to be in a self-defense situation, to work all of that out. Yeah, this is the thing I can use, and I know how to use, and I do that. This is it. Yes. That's all I do. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, because my main thing when I move from gun to gun to gun to gun to gun is not uh, that my grip, but where my finger is on the trigger. Oh, I could totally see that. Yeah. Yeah. That that that's my main thing. I don't I don't always get my finger placed in the trigger, and it's kind of like, oh yeah, that went off to the left or the right. I gotta move my finger. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's not what should have happened yeah you know, uh, and and then if i'm uh if i haven't uh, shot in a while i start to anticipate recoil and everything starts going low yeah no i'm guilty of that which is why i wanted to do the 22 right because it's like i need to have that that muscle memory where i'm not anticipating recoil over and over and over again because i know i will i've seen me do it <laughs> it's it, it's funny because uh, we'll uh, go to the range and um, that that the thing that you have with the line up metal ones that fall over as you shoot them. Yeah, uh, I'll be shooting and hearing the ping and going, "Why isn't it going over?" My brother's like, "You're going low. <laughs> <laughs> You're hitting the mechanism. You're not hitting the actual plate." <laughs> my, uh, my <laughs> yeah, we have we have a very similar phenomenon happen with me. I uh, my. <clears throat> My father and I shoot quite a bit, and when Buana goes to shoot with me, if we're if we're doing pistol combat training or or just distance training or something like that, we'll put a uh, a gong or or you know, something some kind of target out at thirty yards, right? Which is pretty long distance for a pistol. That's actually very long distance for a pistol. And uh, I've been shooting the Browning at twenty five and thirty yards. Uh, because it's got a long barrel, has no kick. I should be able to do that, and I can. Uh, we actually were were planning a target sixty yards out with the buck marks and stuff, and I was I was on a one and a half foot target at sixty yards. So and some of them were on the edge, some of them were in the middle ish, some of them were whatever. But I was on it, right? Uh, on the target, not on the on the bullseye or anything. But I was on the target. So we were shooting at thirty yards. And I'm old enough. I'm in my. I'm closer to 50 than I am 40, and I can't see the 22 long <laughs> rifle bullet holes at 30 yards. I have no, no. freaking clue. If it's that's in the black like, somewhere, I it might as well be. That's whatever. one of the reasons why the the metal targets are are nice. Right, and uh, we didn't have one of those that day. Uh, we forgot to bring it in the truck, so we just did paper. And uh, there's some stuff out there for us. And we did that. So Buana has binoculars next to me, just a little set of field glasses or whatever. And he's calling out where I am because I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And I don't know how many times. uh, Now, he calls it out like the military. And he grew up in the Air Force and stuff. So he calls it out like a military training officer. (laughs) Low, center. Low, center. Low. God damn it, Sean, stop. Anticipated. There is no recoil. It's a 22 with a seven and a quarter inch barrel. 
put it on the target. Right. Okay, I got it. Low, center. Because <laughs> you know? I'm anticipating, right? This is what I was trying to, to get out of my bad habit because I'm, I'm waiting for that barrel jump, right? I'm waiting yeah. for it to do it. And uh, it, it was, I mean, I probably went through, I don't know, four or 500 rounds before yeah, I stopped that, entirely. That's the bad habit I always fall back into. Yeah, me too. Me too. You just anticipate because you know it's coming. You know it's coming, and you're like, oh, it's not going to jump on me. I'm going to be right back on target. And, you know, of course, you're like five inches low. And uh, it's it's an interesting uh, phenomenon, at least for me. Like, And I don't know, like if I don't shoot pistols for very long, like months, I degrade. It's it's definitely a perishable skill for me. I don't know if it is for everybody. But oh, for me, it sure uh, is. I think it is for most people because I know it is for me. It's one of the reasons why I desperately wanted to get the 22 so that I could go back and not have the skill perish on me. <laughs> well, it's it's definitely a smart way to go because uh, it's inexpensive. It uh, it makes it easy for you to to keep those skills and make sure that those skills are are what you needed. Uh, to to really get where you need to be on target when you need it, how you need it with the firearm that you're doing. And uh, there's there's a lot to that. <laughs> there's there's a lot of stuff. I'm trying to do double action training right now. We're getting a um, uh, hopefully we are getting a training revolver so that I can train double action, single action. Okay. It's cause it's different, right? Like, well, yeah, see, I see. I can't, I can't carry a double action uh, firearm in that fashion because, um, my finger won't reach the double action trigger. <laughs> uh, so I got to be able to cock it and it's an extra motion. I'm not willing to go through. Yeah. I, I, I guess I, I don't really mind it so bad it's just i want to do like beretta you know my my carry is actually double action single action yeah however once you put one in the chamber and all that kind of stuff it's really not that big a deal what i'm really looking in the trigger pull even on double action is very small oh that's one of the nice things about the the p30 from h and k is the even the double action trigger is really smooth but as i said my problem is is that my i end up getting it only with my fingertip Versus where it's supposed to lie. <laughs> right. So uh, to me, I was just like, oh, yeah, this isn't bad at all. I, I'm not having any trouble with it. But I, what I want to learn to shoot is the big 357s and stuff, like the big revolvers. And they have, you've got a double action, single action Smith or or Ruger or even the Taurus or whatever. That's a big ass pole. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and I am not good at that first round coming out of there. I'm really not, and I well, don't. The thing is with the revolvers, though, it's 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 always going to be double action unless you physically cock it. Right. So I want to do double action training. I really do because it's one of the very pistols is my worst. Like if they were all subjects in school, like shotguns, I'm ace in that class. Okay. Um, rifles, I'm getting a solid B minus C plus. You know, depending <laughs> on the rifle. You know, the lower calibers, I'm obviously going to do better. Pistol caliber carbine day, I'm doing great. Okay. You know, you get me a 44 mag or a 9 millimeter. you know, like I have two pistol caliber carbines and I won't get rid of either one of them. I love them to death. They're, they are my rifle because I, I live in, in uh, brush country, as we have said. So that's my ride, right? Pistol class, I'm barely hanging in there. <laughs> okay. 
I'm not doing great. Like there are guys who just seriously embarrass me uh, on pistols, and I just it, I, I want to fix some of that. And revolvers is a big thing. Like a lot of the old guys I shoot with and all that, just are amazing with re- double action, single action revolvers. And I'm kind of crappy. <laughs> the first bullet coming out of there on that double action is just terrible. It's almost a throwaway, and I just I don't understand why yet. I mean, I know it has to do with the trigger pull. You're supposed to press instead of squeeze and all this stuff, but it's just so different, and I, I'm i not good at it. So that's that's my next thing I'm going to try and work on. But I just uh, want to get to go back. I, just haven't, <laughs> I haven't been in so long. I just want to go back. What's, uh, so you're going to shoot your TX-22. Yeah. And I guess I should I should ask, what is next on the horizon, sir? Kind of depends on when the horizon is. I mean, <laughs> I, I still keep looking at stuff and seeing what's coming out. I, I um, Henry also came back out with the mare's legs. I saw those. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen one. I saw that they were going to produce them this year. Uh, so, well, so ever since watching um, Zombieland, I've wanted a uh, a 357 mare's leg. <laughs> well, you're gonna get in line for that. Oh yeah. That's kind of where I am. I mean, you know, there's always handguns that I look at and go, ooh, ah. The thing is, is that I'm, I'm, I don't have anything right now that I need. Not even something that's looking at me going, ooh, I need that. <laughs> um, I wouldn't mind having another ankle gun. I don't have a gun that'll fit in an ankle holster that'll conceal that way for me right now without printing the hell out of it. Um, uh, but at the same time, just not seeing anything that makes me go ooh and ah. I've thought about a little 38 special revolver for an ankle gun or something like that, but I have a Taurus Spectrum for that. Uh, it's a little small for what I want for an ankle gun. I'm looking for something in between that and my carry gun. Like in caliber or in size? In size. Or okay, yeah. You know, I used to have a um, Sig P938. Uh, P um, which was a little 380 um, uh, 1911 clone. Yep, um, know exactly what that is. And uh, is, but uh, but at the same time, I don't have that anymore, and I'm looking for something about that size. It was bigger than your standard 380, but not as big as your basic nine mil of even a micro nine millimeter. Right. So you know, right in I, there. I, I'm looking for something about the size of the car um, P9, but at the same time, I don't want the car P9. <laughs> I was going to say, I think you had one of those at one time, and you did not like it. No. Because <laughs> the, the grip is just a little bit too small, nah, I totally which is weird that. for me to say. Because <laughs> you're like, yeah, that's uh, oh, that's too small. No, I I 100% get that. I um, Other than, Bon is going to get a revolver trainer for us. I think the only thing, I mean, I, of course, I'll wind up with other guns and I'll trip across something and just get it because I'm, it's there and I, I can, um, or a really great deal comes up and I'll sell it later or whatever. I mean, those are those. But as far as like actively looking, there's only one gun out there that I'm actively looking for and willing to take a hit if I find it. And that is the Beretta 80X Cheetah. Uh, yeah, no, no, I can understand that. That's that's the only one left because I have my homesteader. I have because that was those were the two big ones that after shot show was the, like I so must have those. I I would love the homesteader. The problem is is it's so far beyond my price reach at this exact moment that it's not even like worth torturing myself over. 
and, and that's kind of where I am at the moment. I've got at least another year before I can really start thinking about that kind of stuff again. You know, I figured it out the other day. I only have now the Taurus Spectrum is actually Shannon's gun now. She stole it. Uh, yes, we are aware. <laughs> uh, so, so that's not really mine. If you count the guns that are really mine, except for Henry, I don't have two guns of the same make. Like, I don't have two Winchesters. I don't have two Brownings. I don't have two Remingtons. I don't have two of anything except Henry, and I won't get rid of either one of them. I will die with those in my possession. Oh well, yeah, okay. I've got two Henrys. The only other thing I've got more than one of is Sigs. I was gonna say, yeah, but you got a, a pile of Sigs, sir. Actually, actually, at the moment, I'm I'm actually at two at the moment. What? Okay, yeah. wait, wait, wait. How many guns could you assemble if you put all the parts okay, together? Okay. Right. Okay, I've got two fire control units. You're correct. But if at the same time, if I actually bought uh, another fire control unit, I could put together a third I and knew maybe it. a fourth. Yeah, I knew it. Okay. Like if you – no, 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 no. That's a shady way of saying it. No, no, you're, you're, you're correct. I mean, because with, with the SIGs, with the 320 – well, the striker fire SIGs, what you have is the fire control unit and then enough pieces and parts to put this other stuff together. You're right. I could probably – if I had two more fire control units, I could have four SIGs. That's kind of what I thought, yeah, because you've collected quite an accoutrement of of and and uh, just a, a few. I've I've taken full advantage of the fact that SIGs are as customizable as they are. I would say that's probably an accurate statement and a fair one, because I mean that's literally what they're made to do. Yeah, um, for for all intents and purposes, it is one of those things where you look at it and go, well. I want a different slide on this, or I want the the grip different, or I want the you know this or that or whatever, and those are all valid statements with a sig uh, of a certain type. So the the other thing I think is my next actual project that I would probably sink money into is after uh, John Wick Four, I've got that um, uh, Henry Axe in my safe. I think I'm going to turn that into one of those types of uh, lever actions that we saw in John Wick 4. Oh, man, that thing looked great, didn't it? Oh, absolutely. Oh, wow, that was yeah. neat. The only thing is is that in order to make it legal, especially in today's day and age, when I do it, I'll, um, I'm probably going to have to put a muzzle device on it and have, take it to a smith to actually get it pinned and welded on. Oh. <laughs> oh. No, yeah, it's going to be awful. I'm going to put a pin and weld on a compensator, and it's going to add an extra two inches to my barrel, and I'm going to go darn. It's going to look awesome. Exactly. In fact, I may pull the barrel off and send it down to you. <laughs> it's going to look awesome. Uh, I mean, it's just not that big a deal. I mean, it's the 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 way that you have to kind of skirt around it in some states is really kind of crappy. But, man, it's, it's like with those, especially if you're going to rig it out like that, it's going to make it look I so see, good. I, I won't do it to the actual, to my 44 rifle. That's just too classic. But the uh, the, the little uh, 410, yeah, I might do that. Well, I'm kind of out of the same mind. I am not going to touch my, my 44 lever action. That is, that is my baby. It's also a working gun. That's a hog gun, and I need that. And it's like during rut season, and or uh, uh, not rut season, but... Uh, uh, piglet season uh, on the ranch and stuff like that you need to throw that in the truck spring and fall you you need to have that 
Um, it's it's a thing. That's a working gun. But the homesteader, on the other hand, oh, I'm a mess with that. <laughs> there's there's all kinds of things where like as soon as they come out with more stuff for it, I'm gonna probably get some of that stuff because it's modular. It's made to do that. So oh, yeah, yeah, let's throw some stuff on it. Let's see how it looks. Let's see how it does. You know, whatever. Uh, who oh, cares? Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm gonna pull that axe head grip on there off of there. Put one of the uh, the the tactical stocks on it and replace the forend with an M-Lock one and just get a uh, some sort of muzzle device pinned in, in on there and yeah. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Oh, it's freaking super fun. I I am actually super excited and if you need help, if you need to send the bat- or battery the barrel down here and we'll pin and weld it, no problem, man. We'll get that done. <laughs> we will we will make that happen. Uh but uh Well, see, the thing is is that the uh the place where we go to shoot outdoors, uh especially with the world the way it is, the, there's a lot of ATF guys and state police troopers who go there to shoot as well. So yeah. the last thing I want is to have one of those guys walk over and tap me on the shoulder. <laughs> I'd like to have a talk with you. Yeah, I shoot clays uh, with. Hell, I, do, do you remember a video a while back that came out of Delaware of a um, ATF guy getting arrested by two? Uh, so great. Uh, I I do do I know him? No, but do I know who he is? Have I have I come across him while working at the store? Oh yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, I've seen that guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure he was there the day the store got broken into. <laughs> See, I shoot clays with a Secret Service agent, uh, the constable, and the sheriff of the county that I'm shooting in. That's a different story, though. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. You know, like, I don't have a lot to worry about. <laughs> yeah. I think I've sold most of them a gun <laughs> you know, yeah, or fixed no, a gun for them or whatever. Uh, completely beside the point, have you seen the advertisement for Florida Man on uh, Netflix? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Clark Gregg trying to buy a gun. <laughs> <laughs> you won't even sell a gun to a cop, and everybody's putting things under the table. <laughs> I, I have not been that excited about something so stupid since um oh god, what's the Nicolas Cage movie where they like the magnificent oh god dang it it just came out oh the magnificent weight of da- a talent or something yes like that? yes oh that was where he basically makes fun of himself the whole movie it's a terrible movie in its greatness. Like it is, it is both terrible and fantastic at the same time. Well, have you have you begun watching Florida Man yet? No, not at all. Okay, well he he's looking for a replacement gun because his got stolen at the airport. <laughs> and the and the reason his got stolen was because the uh, the guy with the the main character is going to Florida to find somebody, and the person who sent him says. Uh, well, if you're going to fly, how are you going to get a gun on an airplane? He goes, I'm not going to take a gun on the airplane. He goes, well, how are you going to get when you get there? And the response is, it's Florida. <laughs> Lee's not wrong. So he basically swipes one of them Florida. coming out of Babbage claim. It turns out to be uh, police officer Clark Gregg's uh, uh, gun. But it's when he opens it up, it's a Beretta 92 that is blinged out like you wouldn't believe and of course, who did I think of? Me. You. <laughs> Look, I mean, even the guy who opens it up is like, oh, for Christ's oh, sake. Oh, come on. <laughs> See, I love a blingy gun. I really do. 
I <laughs> Buona was so upset when he bought the buckmark that all of them have gold triggers. <laughs> he was like, "Oh no." <laughs> I might have to sell this to you just to just to prove it's not genetic. As you're looking and going, dude, if it wasn't there, I'd have put one on it. I was like, well, that's great. Uh, I look forward to owning that. That's blingy enough for me. <laughs> you, you, you could be riding with one on each hip. Exactly. I thought it was fantastic. I like a blingy gun. I mean, the only blingy, the only non-blingy gun that I refuse to bling out is my Beretta Cheetah because that's a that's a carry gun and it's not for that. It's not play. Um. So other than that, anything's game. <laughs> I don't care. You've seen what I do to a Beretta. <laughs> if it's not well, a carry gun. Things have been pathetic around here enough to the point where uh, basically my gun safe is behind a pile of laundry at the moment. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, so I, I I cleaned all that out the other day and just kind of like opened it up and started like looking at things going, okay, what can I do with this? What can I do with that? Sitting right next to me, ready to be cleaned, I have the Henry Homesteader, the Browning Buckmark, and uh, Remington 870 20-gauge, uh, well, all I mean, of which I have shot this weekend. Well, the, the other thing I was looking in there is seeing that now that the ATF has changed the rules, how much of what I've got in my – because most of what I had was pistol-braced uh, was braced pistols. So, like, most of what's in my safe is not legal anymore. Yeah, I had uh, – well, you remember, I did a braced pistol build out of a Glock. Yeah. And I had to take it back out. <laughs> like, great. Fantastic. I finally do one. I cave to the to the to the uh, mainstream and do a, a pistol brace and then now it's illegal. <laughs> yeah. So um the uh, uh, somewhere along the line the fake suppressor on my 1022 is going to need to be uh pinned and welded so that it actually has a legally length barrel. Um, the AR pistol, I went in and pulled the brace off and just put foam on the tube <laughs> uh, to make that a legal pistol. Uh, yeah. ATF sucks. I 100% agree, sir. 100%. So, you know, and my, I'll leave you with this. My, uh, a friend of mine who was, collects ARs and pistol-braced everything and has a collection of suppressors and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, man, what are you going to do? Like like three-quarters of your collection is now illegal. He goes, it ain't illegal if they don't know about it. <laughs> I'm like, what are you yeah. going to do? Yeah, I heard that from a guy down in Kentucky once when he started talking about his fully auto AR. And I'm like, you know, how did you get that? Those aren't legal. And his looks, he told me the same thing. Only illegal if they know you got it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what are you going to do with the ones they do know you got? He goes, well, I got a backhoe and a Tupperware container. We're going to bury it in the backyard till it is legal again. Like, Okey <laughs> You have fun. Oh, crap. Well, do you have anything well, else, so, sir? So, somebody, somebody's going to knock off his marker as to where he buried the Oh, my God. Yeah, and those, it, just be, he'll be digging holes, <laughs> looking for treasure for weeks. Damn it, I know they're here somewhere. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, you got anything else, sir? I do not. Right on. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for downloading. We appreciate you humoring us as we kind of rotate between this cast and GSB. Um, this one, I just had a bunch of stuff that just kind of piled up over the past weeks. And uh, we will see you guys next time. Oh. 
on behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawkseyeguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.